Hi, and welcome to the Athena Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. My goal is to help you step into your soul through enlightened conversations about healing. I started my own journey toward healing long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to evolve my own soul. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests, and that you'll find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It is my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves, we are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. My guest today is Rachel Hope, an intuitive medium based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as a dear friend and former mentor and teacher of mine. Rachel's work as an intuitive medium and teacher calls her to hold individual sessions with clients, as well as lead retreats and her trademarked intuitive listening courses. I have had individual sessions with Rachel, plus I took her intuitive listening level one class in the spring of 2016, and I took level two one year later in the spring of 2017. Rachel's gift of being a trance medium is unique, as she goes very deeply into meditation and receives messages directly from high-level spirits. Part of Rachel's life work is to teach others to connect to the divine, and in this episode, we talk about the importance of listening and heeding the call of the divine in your own life. She shares stories of working with past clients and is vulnerable in offering information about her own healing experiences in listening to her intuition. We also look at healing generational trauma, how she discovered her abilities, and why we, as women, should let go of the comparison game and love who we are. Rachel also channels spirit for us in a beautiful message that is such a gift about what we can expect when we let go of our fear and listen to the divine within us. Do you mind if I start by drawing a card for you? Yeah, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. All right. There's your card. Yes. It says yes. Just say yes. And if I remember from the guidebook, all it says in here is yes. <laughs> I feel that. I, I feel very much um, yes. You know, 2010 for me was a lot of just like getting through and a lot of saying no, but no to things that were toxic in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 2020 is about me not holding back because I know I was very much holding back last year, well, the last few years, out of fear, out of fear for what could potentially come, what could potentially be. So I was very, very, very reserved. And I mean, I think it's good to be reserved in some places, but at some points, I just need to say yes. Say yes. Well, Boom. that's literally all the guidebook says is yes over and over like again. 200 times. <laughs> 200, 200 times. times, yes. Don't overthink it. Just Don't say overthink yes. it. Just say yes. Don't overthink it. Just say yes. Just say yes. Thank Whatever you for that. Is. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's kind of cool because the card has like all of these light mm-hmm. over the head. I don't know if they all look like that or not. Um, Sort of. I mean, they're all really like... um kind of a combination of things, you know, like mm-hmm. etheric kind of looking. I'm glad I didn't get that one. Which one was that? Trust the niggle. What is the what niggle? That means. The author of the, these cards is Australian. Oh. So I think there could be some funny. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> but anyway, there's not always light on every photo. Yeah, but the light, so. that's a lot of times what I see is the light like that. So Above heads. Very interesting. Yeah. So let's back up. And um, this is going to be... It's always different when I interview friends because I know your story. I yeah. know your background. Yes. <laughs> and so I have to make sure I ask questions that will help explain for everyone else. So Got it. let's just back up and just okay. go back and tell us about how you even discovered that you had these intuitive abilities. When did that even start? Um, so to give everyone else my background that you know <laughs> deeply and profoundly already. Mm-hmm. So um, 
when I was a kid, I used to see my grandmother sitting at the end of my bed and I had never met her before. And I knew who she was because we had pictures of her around the house. Um, and I was just terrified. I was so scared. I didn't, I couldn't understand why she was sitting there. I couldn't understand what she was doing. She didn't ever talk to me. Of course, I didn't really ever talk to her. I'd just lay there and shake in my bed. And I would cover my all the way a circle around me with um, stuffed animals. So somehow in my little childhood that, that made me safe. Protected you. Yeah, protected me. Um, and I think that stopped probably around the time I was maybe six or so. And I didn't really, I don't think I mentioned it to my parents, but if I did, it would probably been, I would have gotten an answer like, there's no such thing as ghosts. Um, I was raised in a very Christian home that didn't, um, we didn't accept those types of things as true. So I was taught it's not true, and uh, which is fine. It's fine that I was taught that. But then I was going, okay, it's not true, but I can still see it. So what is true, right? Yeah. And I was very... Um, very scared and very fearful. And then also with a Christian upbringing as well, I was taught to be fearful, scared, and kind of ashamed of, I wasn't taught to be ashamed, but then I felt ashamed um, Mm -hmm. because I was experiencing those things, seeing things, feeling things, hearing things. So my whole life, I just kind of um, would know certain things were going to happen. I would be around someone and just know kind of like their deep, dark secrets, but it was nothing I ever wanted to know, right? It never seemed like I was getting anything good. It was mostly dark, kind of scary things. So I started telling myself, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. I mean, just constantly. And I felt, um, I felt tortured and I felt, yeah, just like there's something wrong with me. So I just kind of quietly went through my life and I didn't want to tell anyone about it because I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel like I was okay and I wanted to be accepted so badly. So I just pretended that none of that existed. Mm -hmm. And then over time, um, as you know, I, I studied international business and wanted to learn different languages and went into, um, marketing and international marketing, lived in Europe for a few years where I met my husband, who's from Germany. And then we moved back to the United States and I went through a series in Germany where I was severely, severely, severely depressed. And I was living what from the outside seemed like a dream life, right? I was like traveling, I was um, had a, a really good job, you know, hot husband, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, it just seemed amazing from the outside, but on the inside, I was just slowly dying inside. And so I got to a place where I had to decide, am I going to live or am I going to die? And um, I remember one moment distinctly where I was crying and crying and crying. And I looked in the mirror and I, I saw my eyes. And all of a sudden I had this flashback from when I was a little kid. And I was so short that I could only see my eyes. You know, like when kids are so short, they can only see their eyes in the mirror. And I remember I could only see my eyes in the mirror because I was so short. And it was like this flashback to that moment. And I realized I'm the same person. I have the same eyes. Am I really going to throw this life away like that? Yeah. And then the next day I decided, okay, I'm going to get help. I need help. I can't do this by myself. And thank God I was sent the most amazing woman who helped me. You met her. Her name's Carol, um, a therapist and also a Presbyterian minister. And she helped me so much. And then three months later, I moved to the States. I started doing a lot of yoga and meditation. And it was through the meditation, but also the healing, I think, that was going on internally, um, where I discovered this gift of hearing, seeing, feeling, sensing. When I would go into meditation, boom, I would start receiving messages from spirit. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started to discover, what is this? Oh my God, there's a name for it. Yeah, there is a name there's for it. There's a name for it. <laughs> yeah, It's an ability and it's a skill and it's a gift. And there's so many ways that I could describe it. But um, And we all have it. We all have it. We yes. all have Can it. you explain that a little bit? Yes, we all have it. So I believe that everybody has this compass within themselves and it's called our intuition. And if we learn how to listen to it, right, there are different ways to listen. You could 
have dreams. You could um, see visions, which is kind of like looking at a painting or being at an art show or something. You see it, but the other person can't. That's how I would describe a vision. Some people hear, some people taste, right? Hearing messages, or they get a sensation in their body that's communicating with them. Also signs and symbols, right? You might all of a sudden start seeing numbers or um, like one, 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 one is a big one for when people start to kind of open up or maybe a certain animal starts to come to you all the time. Um, when I was pregnant with um, my third baby, Hannah, I had dragonflies literally that came mm -hmm. all around me. They landed on my toes. They landed on my car in random parking lots where there were no water, where there was no water. Um, so yeah, so I feel like my, my mission in life is to teach others how to open to and harness their own intuition and open to it. And it's not necessarily that every single person is going to be an intuitive medium and do this exact same work that you are. Exactly. It's, it's, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we use our intuition in so many different ways. Yeah. I mean, what are the benefits of opening up to that? Why would someone want to open their intuition? Um, okay. Let's look at it the other way around. So okay. for instance, I was talking to one of my friends about this and we were talking about how freaking hard life is, but without our intuition, it was so much harder. We were like, how did we get by without it before? It's like this kind of like magical, I don't know even what to call How would you describe it? Kind of like magical. It's sort of like a map. To me, it's yeah, like a map that exactly. is like slowly revealed. You don't get to see the whole map. A magic map. It's like a magic map. A magic map. That's perfect. Yeah. And so, you know, it helps looking at that. It's like, it helps to get a little step along the way. Like, mm -hmm. um, even just like, yes, eat this food or don't eat this food mm -hmm. or yes, you can trust this person or no, you can't trust this person or um, what a big thing now, right? With kids is where should my kids go to school? Okay. Is this going to be in my kid's highest and greatest good to go to this school or that school and getting that um, intuitive pull or message to where to go. So I think that's what's so beneficial. It's because life is so freaking hard before mm -hmm. people open to their intuition. They're like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know what foods to eat. I don't know. It's just all of this um, lack of guidance, I would say. Mm -hmm. Lack of inner guidance. And it leads to a lot of anxiety and fear. Yeah, and I think it exists for every person. You know, if you're if you're thinking about where to send your child to school or what foods to eat, you get this, like, hit in your gut right away. You, you know, and then we overthink. We overanalyze. We forget maybe what that intuitive hit was right in the moment. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so what you teach, at least what I've experienced you teaching is, is honing that and really paying attention to it so that you can, um, use it in, in the moment, but that you can also sit down in meditation and really get a bigger picture for your life. Right. That you can use it all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. And I think what you, the point that you touched on is it's like, okay, yeah, not everybody's going to work as an intuitive medium. We're all called to different things. I mean, Dana, you've gone mm -hmm. through your journey going, what am I supposed to do with these gifts? What am I, how, where am I supposed to go? Mm -hmm. And boom, you've been led to create this amazing um, platform to help heal women. It's amazing. And, you know, along the way, knowing you, you were going, well, what's it going to be? How's it going to look? Like, I don't know. You don't know, but it's whatever it is, it's going to be amazing. And it is. Yeah. And this is just the beginning. This is and this really, is the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It is a struggle sometimes. You want to know. You want to jump ahead, but um, you're only shown what you need to know right now. And so that's that's why I said the map isn't always revealed because right. we can't always know what's what's coming because it might change what we do, the choices that we make, that right. kind of thing. So right. agreed. Yeah. So tell us about like the services that you offer. I know you do one on one sessions, but you also do a lot of teaching. So yes. What do you offer? So um, this year I'm going to be doing a lot more teaching spirit is telling me to do a lot more of the teaching so i offer um 45 minute one-on-one -on -one sessions for clients and in those sessions you've had a few with me mm -hmm. um you it might come through about your life's purpose it might come through about what you need healing from in your life um it could be or not be that a loved one stops in to say hello um, but i always communicate with spirit guides who are your main four or five spirit guides who are kind of helpers around each person. And that group of people always communicates with me. And then I just, I deliver the messages kind of like the mailman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do that. And then I offer, um, 
trainings as well. So I offer intuitive listening level one. I'm actually about to start one in the next group in February. And then I'll be offering an intuitive listening um, level two, which you've done both of them. And I'll be offering the second round of that because I've only offered it the one time when you were there. Oh, that's the only time you've offered it? Yeah, I've never offered it other than that. that. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm going to be doing another one in May, thanks to Claire Z's encouragement, because I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have the energy to do, to do it again, which is why I haven't done it. And so, um, so I'll be offering that in May. And then, um, yeah, we're going to be leading a retreat to Peru mm-hmm. in um, July. Let's see, July 4th, which is going to be amazing, mm-hmm. super, super amazing. Um, and then I'll have a couple more trainings coming up. And then Spirit just told me there's going to be intuitive listening level three. Which I was like, how could there be another, I feel like we covered everything in two, you know? I was like, surely there's not more. But there's more. I haven't um, been giving the teaching. I have not received the teachings yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I teach it, when I've taught these courses, I was given the course material from Spirit directly. And then I teach what I'm told to teach. So I haven't received received that yet. And then after that, there will be a master training Again, waiting for those teachings to come through. So level three and then master teaching above that? Yes. And then a person would be, I mean, what I understand from spirit is that the person would then be a master and then um, would, I don't don't know, I don't know what, I'm (laughs) guessing that they would start um, doing trainings where they could teach trainings. Mm. That's, that's kind of my guess is Mm -hmm. what, what that would be about. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. I or wondering. maybe they'll just levitate. Maybe they will. Just beam right out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. And then um, I might be doing another retreat in Costa Rica this year. So we shall see. Got a lot on your plate. That's for sure. There's a lot. I'm just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. The card said it. <laughs> so in working with all the people that you had, and you can pull from your uh, one-on-one clients or from the trainings, what are some of the consistencies that you've seen? What are some Mm. of the things that you see um, people struggling with? And I would imagine that you're connecting with a lot of empaths, that empaths are probably drawn to you. So what are you kind of consistently seeing over and over again? Oh, there's so many things. Um, What's coming to me right now is Mm self-love. So I think that that's one of the biggest kind of lessons, especially that we as women are working on. I think men are working on it as well, but it's a whole nother level. So I think self-love um, is one of the, the biggest themes that's coming through. Um, and around that, self-worth as well. Another one would be life direction. A lot of people are just, you know, throwing their hands in the air. I don't know what to do. Help. And so I think a lot of life direction um also life purpose. A lot of people are going, why am I here? Why, why am I on earth? What's the purpose? What's the point? What am I supposed to be doing? Where am I supposed to go? Which way? So, um, that's another theme, another theme that comes through. Those are probably the top three. I think that's really interesting because what I'm noticing in the collective is that we are all being called to a higher purpose, to more. And so we all want to know what that is and am I worthy enough to do it? Can I love myself enough to do it? And um, I think as a collective, we're all moving there, but there's definitely a small group of us who are really being called Mm -hmm. to heal those wounds of Mm -hmm. not loving ourselves. And this goes back. This is... This is ancient. I've been watching Outlander. I don't know if you've watched that show. No, I haven't. But it, it, part of it is set in the 1700s. And I've just it's just been a reminder to me of how not that long ago, I mean, even in you know this last century, women were treated so badly. So I mean, poorly. so poorly. Right. Yeah. So this isn't even just about healing this lifetime. This is about healing what goes way back. Mm-hmm. I mean... Ancestral lines. Yes. Yes. Do you get information about that, about healing that ancestral line? Uh, Yes. So a lot of times what happens is there could be um, like an ancestral healing that needs to, that needs to heal. It could be a common one is alcoholism, um, violence in the family. There could be um, abuse, you know, whether that's physical, emotional Mm-hmm. abuse um, those are some of the themes of like familial lines sure. that that need to be healed and it's kind of like broken 
if you will, to move forward. Yeah. So those are some of the things that, that jump out to me on a regular basis. Yeah, I would imagine so. I right. think um, we just carry so much in our DNA and in our body that we yeah. don't even know right. that we're carrying that impacts how we Yeah. And did you just ask me how do we deal with that? I don't know. Well, I don't know if you did, that. but we'll yeah. go with how. Yeah, how. So that's what's coming to me now is, yeah, but how do you find how out? How do you deal with that? So, so uh, I think the first thing is identifying it, right? So my family has um, a history on my dad's side of really major um, aggression and violence in the family. So, and that goes back to, I don't know my heritage, not really on that side, Um but I think it goes back to this, like, the early the early white man who came and was violent and mm. crass and horrible here. And it's those same people who were horrible to their wives, right, along. So this history of violence is just carried through our line. And so for me, I can have a tendency to go to that violent place. And so for me, what I have to do is recognize, boom, recognize. Number one, the anger is coming up. Okay, now what am I going to do about it? Am I going to hit? Am I going to punch? Am I going to kick? Or am I going to breathe? Am I going to calm down? Am I going to walk away? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a choice. It's making that choice um, to go to the light and work in the light and also to ask God for God's help, right? Please, spirits of light and love, God, help me with this. Help me recognize it. Help me heal it. And I mean, I feel like it's the same also with a common one, right, is alcoholism. So it's becoming aware and then making the choice, am I going to go there or am I going to stop this cycle? Yeah, and having a plan and deciding, what am I going to do in that moment? Here are some of my things that will work for me. Deep breaths, walking away, whatever that might be. And because if you decide those things ahead of time, then you know. Because when you get caught in that moment, if you don't have a plan, if you don't know what might actually calm you down, you're just going to resort to your old ways. And right. that, this is with anything. This is with changing your eating habits. This is with um, the anger and the aggression, the loving yourself when you have mm-hmm. negative self-talk, um, having a plan of how you're going to counteract that. And it's trial and error. Sometimes it's not going to work and you might have to try something else. Right. But you're right. You have to you have to see it first before you can even do anything about it. Yeah, if exactly. You don't exact, if you don't see it, you can't change it. Right. Mm-hmm. Awareness. So coming into awareness. And one of the things that's helped me recently that, that I've noticed with myself is that I'm projecting everything with the word forever. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my kid's screaming at me. This drives me insane. I'm going to feel insane forever. You know? Mm-hmm. Like somehow in my mind I realized I'm telling myself that this moment lasts forever. And I'm, I mean, I, obviously that's not realistic when I say it out loud. It sounds silly. But that's what I'm telling myself. So I'm going to this place of hopelessness by saying, okay, this is going to last forever. So in the moment, what I've started doing is I'm going, okay, my kids are being awful right this moment. Mm -hmm. And reminding myself, it's just this moment. And there's moment after moment after moment after moment where we can make choices. And hopefully they're going to make better choices and stop screaming in the minute. As you know, I have little kids. I have a two, four, and six-year-old, so I'm sure that it'll be, maybe it'll be different in the future, but that's (laughs) kind of my life right now. Yeah. I totally identify with that, though, too. When I had my first child, I was definitely experiencing postpartum depression, and Mm. I remember feeling like, what have I done? I had a child, and I'm like, am I going to feel this way forever? It just felt like it was going to last forever. I know that, I know what you're talking about, that feeling of like, this feels like it's going to go on, but it just doesn't. So not living in that space, living in the present is really important. Agreed. Yeah. Let's see. There's so much I have to ask you. Ask away. What are some I have common, all day. What are some misconceptions? Do you have like critics that come to you who yes <laughs> all the time that are testing your abilities? Um, yes and yes and yes. And yes, so (laughs) I pray and ask, you know, this greater spirit, God, great spirit, universe, um, higher self, whatever you want to call it, to please send me just those people who need to be in my life, who need, legitimately need my help. And um, I 
one of the biggest criticisms that I received is from Christians because um, a misconception is that what I'm doing is working with lower energies, what would be called the devil, that sort of thing. Plus, we live in the South, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of people um, have been taught this, as was I, which is the reason I felt so much shame for being born this way Mm -hmm. because I thought there was something innately wrong with me, right? Until I realized, wow, this is not a curse. This is a gift. I can actually help people with this. And it feels amazing to help people in that way, right? Mm -hmm. And then also, gosh, with you, just to see you open up to your intuitive gifts and open up to your life path. And now you're sharing your light with so many people. And to know that I got to be like a little sliver, tiny part of that is is amazing, Mm -hmm. right? So it gives me the motivation to keep going. But yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest things is that people think that I'm working with the devil. Um, And I'm talking about my own family, right? So my mom was totally freaked out at first for probably about at least two years. She just couldn't understand. And she had been taught that people like me are evil and bad. And what she kept saying is she said, I know you. You are my daughter. I know you. I know your heart is of pure love, so I am with you no mm. matter what. And she said, I know you, and that's the only reason that I can even start to go down this path. Um, because she said, I know that you are of love. Excuse me. It's powerful, um, Rachel. Right? Thank it you, Mom, for being so, so wonderful. <laughs> it is. To hear that as a child from your own parent. You yeah, know? well, I was an adult, but still, but I'm, yes, I'm always You're her always child. You're always child. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it took her a long time to get on board and to see that this really is from God and that it's not some lower energy, but it's actually the opposite, mm-hmm. right? And I think that we can all be tempted by lower energy forces, no matter what the religion is. Mm -hmm. And that we can be hearing, you know, that kind of traditional um, cartoon of the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder. We can all be hearing from both sides. But that's probably one of the biggest um, misperceptions that I get. And then as far as testing, yes, there, you know, I will get clients occasionally who, who will test and um, I think a lot of times they just want to have verification that it's real. Yeah. And sometimes the verification comes through and sometimes it doesn't. And I want it to come through every time to help people. Um, but the truth is that it just really doesn't. And what Spirit has told me is that they are not getting the verification because they need to build their faith. But that there are individuals who need to have that verification. And by verification, like, what does that mean? So, for instance, um, if somebody wants to connect to, um, if somebody's connecting to a past loved one, it might be, I mean, I've had it where I saw a person's living room exactly before and described the living room. Or it might be their personality that comes through or their voice that comes through or even the way the person passes away. I can get very detailed information about how they passed away. And then occasionally a name even. So those are some of the ways of verification, but they didn't ask. The person told me nothing and they didn't ask. It would be like things I could never, never, never know. Like um, somebody's mom passed in a certain way. There's no way that I could have ever known that unless they came and told me. Right? Right. And so they, they're, you know, they usually are like, oh my God, you're looking at me like, like maybe how did you know like that? either they're going to cry or they're going to run out of the room or maybe they want to do both. Yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> Um, and then other people come through and they want verification so bad. Okay, well, how did how did this person die? How did my son die? How did my dad die? Um, what was the last thing that this person said to me before they died? You know, that's kind of a common one. What was the person's favorite food? That type of thing. And I'll tell you what, 99% of the time I do not get answers to those questions at all. I mean, it'll just be blank. Like, you're not getting it. Um, and I feel bad to not give the answer to the person. But Spirit keeps telling me, well, they have to work on their faith. That's why. It did not come through. I will tell you a story once about um, testing. And this man made an appointment with me and he gave me a fake name, which it doesn't really matter because I don't, it's not like I go look up people's names or anything. Usually I don't know their name anyway until, except their first name, because I'm so busy being a mom, I can just look at their name right before they come in. Okay, this is Lucy. All right, hi Lucy. Do I know Lucy's last name? 
nope, I don't know Lucy Snell's name because I was changing diapers five seconds ago. That type of thing, (laughs) you know? So this man, he lived in California, but he came for an in-person appointment in Charlotte. And I didn't know that he didn't live there, number one. Two, he gave a fake name. So I didn't know that he gave a fake name, but it didn't really matter. So I start, and every time I start, I start with the same kind of prayer mantra that I got from Rebecca Rosen, who wrote the book Spirited that is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's um, Spirits of Light and Love. So I'm calling on Spirits of Light, Spirits of Love. I ask that you come through in the highest and greatest good for, and then I'll insert the person's name. So like Dana. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the guy's name, but let's say his name was Chuck or something. For Chuck at this time. Well, the man sitting there is like, that's not my name. I was like, "Um, well, I'm pretty sure that's what the appointment said. He was like, that's a fake name. My name's this. And I was like, okay. So I was like, for so-and-so at this time, please be clear with your messages. Help me deliver them in a loving and kind way. And so I go in and immediately I hear this woman's name. And I feel like the name was like Margaret or Mary, something like that. And I'm hearing it. So like when I'm hearing it, you know, my eyes are usually closed. If you can imagine, I'm hearing Mary, 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 like that Mary. So that I ask spirit, like, who's Mary? And they're like, ask him. Okay. So I open my eyes. I look at the man. I say, who's Mary? And he's like, how do you know that? Who told you that? Did my wife call you? (laughs) I was like, did my wife call you? Did my wife call you? What? And so I was like, and I, I said, I just was hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And, you know, I'm like, who, who is that? And he was like, well, that's my wife. How did you know that? And I'm like, well, I just, I heard it. And so for him, he got verification. And then, right away. you know, and then afterwards he told me like, okay, I don't live here. This is why, you know, kind of gave me more of the background of why he was there and that type of thing. So yes, there are occasionally people who, who are seeking that validation but the honest truth in the matter is that most people are like you who are kind of more open Mm -hmm. and they show up at my door and I say what brings you here and they say I don't know I just (laughs) felt like I was supposed to be here (laughs) you know and I've had several times people go oh somehow I saw your website and I saw your picture and I just knew I was supposed to come to you but then I couldn't find your website or find you or find you again it was like you know, some magical moment that popped Mm -hmm. up. And I see that as spirit, the universe sending them that it's their time to have a session. Yeah. I totally identify with that because, um, by the time I saw you, I had, I had been on my spiritual journey for a while. I had read books. I had, you know, I believed in reincarnation. I believed in mediums. I believed in all that. And I didn't want to go to someone who was going to pull through my grandmother who had passed. I'd been there. I had done that with Mm. other mediums. And Mm. I was feeling so lost. I'm like, I need someone who can connect to my guides and help me know myself better and know the way. I had no clue what I was even supposed to ask you. <laughs> I just walked in and I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, here I am. Here I am. Whatever you got for me. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. You're my favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have been upset to hear from my grandmother. And I think she actually did come through for um, uh, just a little bit, but that's not what I was looking for. So I would imagine that the energy that you put out, that the services that you provide, that the things you do for people are going to draw certain clients to you. You're not mm-hmm. going to get a ton of those people um, like Chuck or whatever his name yeah. was. You know, you probably don't get a ton of those because right. that's not the energy that you're you're putting out. You don't mm-hmm. do that kind of mediumship work. Right. Tell me more about your sessions. I mean, you get so much. You get so much for people. So much. I do well, remember a lot. Can you explain that? Yes, like, I can. I That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. So um, a big thing that happens <laughs> with me is that I don't remember. So after um, higher spirits come through, I won't remember. And then after I go to sleep at night, I won't remember the session. So it's difficult for me to really remember. It gets really jumbled up. But a lot of people come back like you and um, I'll become friends with certain people. And they, then they tell me later, like, what happened, what came through. And it's just, it's just so amazing. Um, I think Brooke, my assistant, um, I think she would be okay with me sharing part of her experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but during her first session with me, her mother came through who had passed away. And I kept getting this, like, tightness in my throat. And I was grabbing my throat. And I was like, oh, I could, like barely swallow and I kept being like oh I don't know 
And so I said, I said, I don't know why my throat is like this, you know, and I just saw she was just like kind of tearing up and, and, um, her mom had died of esophagus cancer. I had no idea, but that's what they were showing me. I just got chills. She, they were showing me through that physical, um, sensation that that's what it was. And she knew that I didn't. Um, and then I had another time when that happened for actually the first um, session that I ever did with someone. Um, my hand drew up like this. They said, get a pencil. And I grabbed a pencil and my hand went like this. And I was like, oh my God, it really, I don't know if you've ever had your hand pushed that way, but it really hurts. And then I tried to move my hand. I was like, ow, this, but it wouldn't move. And I had, and they said, write. And so I had the pencil and was trying to write. And this sweet person, um, it was actually her mom coming through. And, um, again, this was for a person and she knew her mom had MS and the last thing her mother did was write her letters before she passed. And so she knew immediately that was her. I had no idea what was going on. I was like, why is my hand doing this? It hurts. But right. It was actually, it was actually for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Right. Life direction. How, let's ask you. You've had several sessions. What happened in your sessions? Well, I, I mean, one of, I mean, my favorite story to tell is about my daughter. Oh, uh, right. That's such a big one. Yeah. So I, uh, my husband and I were struggling um, to conceive our second child. It took us a year to have our first and we were reaching the year and a half point of um, trying to have a second child. And we had gone through fertility stuff and nothing was wrong with me. I mean, nothing. There were no answers. And that was probably the most frustrating part. Um, I just had no idea why it wasn't working. And uh, so that was part of what I came to you for. But I wasn't going to tell you that. I wanted to just, I truly believe that if if I was supposed to know about this soul that might be coming, that, that you would tell me that I, I didn't need to ask about it. Right. Um, and so the reading was going on and it was funny because you, you just stopped. I think you were almost in the middle of a sentence and you were like, wait, <laughs> you were like, do you want to have another child? And I was very casual, like maybe, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, yes, yes, you know, <laughs> so I was casual. And, uh, you said, well, there's a soul here and you were very careful not to say like, she's coming, you know, you're like, there's the potential soul who could become a child of yours. And she's showing herself, yeah, showing herself as a butterfly turning into a flower. Oh my God. I didn't remember that at all. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That was symbolism. And then you looked at me and you said, her name's Devin and you have to spell it D-E-V-O-N. And I was like, okay. And she's like, no, no, no. You're like, write it down. (laughs) You have to spell it that way. And uh, my husband and I had always wanted to name a girl Chloe. That was just the name that we loved. And within a couple weeks, I was pregnant. And we were just shocked. And I told my husband, if this is a girl, she gets her name. You she know? gets her name. Oh, my gosh. Look, chills. I'm a whole body. Yeah. And that was her. And she she is like that, isn't she? It's the perfect name for her. It's it, that But was she was, she's the kind of person who would come through and be like, my name is Devin, D-E-V-O-N. <laughs> Write it down. Don't mess it up, mom. A hundred percent. She takes shit from no one and she gets what she wants. Oh. It is so her personality. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that gave me a lot of faith. And um, it was around that time that I uh, decided, you really encouraged me in that session to uh, look into my intuitive abilities and to mm. strengthen them. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like, why is all of this happening at once? Like, why... You know, why do I get this baby? And then I doubt, uh, this was something that was interesting. I doubted my abilities when I was pregnant too, because I felt Mm -hmm. like I had another soul in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, lots of people, different theories about when the soul actually enters the body and that kind of thing. But I just kind of felt like, how am I going to know what's me and what's Devin, you know, when I was pregnant? Right. How did you feel when you were pregnant? Did that impact it at all? It's so funny. A lot of people ask me that because they thought they were going to get a horrible reading when I was pregnant. And I was like, my pregnancy does not mean that the session's going to go poorly for you. You know? Um, But for me, I was so, I had such bad morning sickness, which is all the time sickness, Mm -hmm. that I was so nauseous. And even, even when they put me on the meds to not vomit, like I even still would dry heave and feel really, really uh, bad for a long time in all three of my pregnancies, but they've got progressively worse. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting is that when I would go in for a session, 
my nausea would go away completely. It would be like the only wow. relief I would get would be during the session. And the second I would end the session and come back out, I would be sick again. Wow. Um, and then I don't know what happened with the spirit of, of my children, but there was never any interference. If anything else, I feel like it would have been more of like a boost. Um, because they feel sorry for me because I'm feeling so ill, you know? So I I feel like it was more like that. Plus, I believe that the soul can um, come in at at different points. And so I've had it come through um, just for for people who have had miscarriages or abortions or um, even had full-term births or preemies. When did the soul actually um, attach? And spirit will say, okay, the soul attached soon after birth. Okay, the soul attached eight weeks um, in, what's it called? Gestation. Gestation. Right? So the soul can actually pop in at different times or it can pop in and out. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there's a definite set. In my, in um, the many, many sessions I've had, mm-hmm. that's what's been pretty typical is that there's no, there's no set time. Oh, yeah, I believe that, too. I don't think there's one answer for everyone on anything, mm-hmm. ever. Right. Agreed. <laughs> ever. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big experience for me. That was really neat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so cool. And, you know, for me just to be able to hear to hear your story, most of the time people, well, not all people, but a lot of people are gone, and then I may not ever see them again. So I don't ever really know. I don't ever really know what happened until they come back and tell me. Sure. Until they come back and tell me what happened. So it was so funny. I had one of, this is one of my favorite um, stories. This woman came to me and she's super, super vibrant. She's a real estate agent in Charlotte. And she had a session with me and she was so excited about her session and she had no expectations because I ask people to not have expectations, which we always do. Oh, of course. Even me, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has expectations, but to try to let them go. She was, she was so excited. She was all on board. She believed in all this kind of stuff. And so she was just like ready, right? She had a recording. She had a paper. She's going to take notes, everything. And so she said she was so disappointed And she said the session was not accurate at all. She was like, I said that her daughter was going to get married on the beach in a few months. And her daughter's for sure not getting married, neither one of them. And that like everything that was said, she was just, it was like her little balloon. All the air was out. And, um... So she didn't tell me this until later. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I did have somebody once who told me how horrible the session was right afterwards. But I think it was more like um, messages the person didn't want to hear. I think they had, they were like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to hear. This is what I want to have. And it's not what came through. And sessions can be really disappointing. I mean, I get disappointed all the time. I'm like, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear like... My financial worries will be alleviated soon, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have that child I really wanted to have. Oh, the child's not going to come through. You know, it's can be really disappointing because yeah. we have our, our own desire, our own will. Mm-hmm. And our will often does not match the will of the divine or the soul plan or soul contract that we made for ourselves before we incarnated. Um, so going back to this woman. So she came back maybe like... I don't know, half a year or a year later. And um, she came in and, you know, I don't remember things or people when I do sessions, which is not at all what I'm like outside of home. Like I remember if I meet someone, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, I had a session with you. And then she starts telling me how she was just depleted and how everything went wrong in it. And she said, you told me my daughter was going to get married and you saw the beach. And she said, two weeks later, my daughter came home and said, mom, I'm getting married on the beach in two months. <laughs> oh my God. I just got chills. Ugh. And she didn't realize that that's what came through during her session. It wasn't until a few months later, she went back and looked at her notes or, or listened to the session again. Um, cause I asked people to record it for themselves that she even heard it. And it was like these white billowing, um, sheets or some curtains or something. She was like, it was all exactly like that. And then she said over time, all of those things, came to pass to pass and then she came back and was like okay i'm ready for my next session but really this time i have no expectations <laughs> and um, you're like really do you <laughs> really do you so i i just like people to know that when they come to me they might leave really emotional or really confused things don't make sense i know i've received messages for myself um that didn't it didn't come to pass for like two or three years and spirit was already 
kind of preparing preparing me for something that I didn't even realize was coming. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So I was led, as you know, to purchase um, a piece of land in, in North Carolina. And Spirit told me, after I purchased the land, that it's ancient Native American healing grounds. And that I'm supposed to protect it and keep it safe and um, not let people really know about it unless they're supposed to know. Like Spirit will say, okay have this person go there Mm -hmm. for the purpose of healing. Mm -hmm. And then they're allowed to go there. But otherwise, um, they wouldn't know about it or ever be able to find it. And so, like three years before I was um, asked to purchase that land, Spirit tells me that the message was something like, this is sacred land for only the animals to come to for its purification. It's for the purpose of healing and I mean, I lived in like the city and I was like, my backyard is cute and all, but I was like, I don't think it's really sacred. And then I was like, like the robins are going to come and the squirrels. I mean, I was just really in my human mind a lot on that. So a lot of times we stay in that human place. We can't understand. I could have never, I could have never imagined I had a dream that, showed me the place a dream that told me the name of the place to go to that I'd never heard of I could have not fathomed that that's that this land would be part of my life right and that that I'm to be kind of the protector of it the holder of it for those who are called to go there my human mind couldn't couldn't even start to go there through my imagination right Mm -hmm. But then eventually things happened. But eventually things happened. And I was like, I was like, dang, this is the land. I was like, yeah, let those sacred animals come. And all we're going to put a cow gate so people can't get in. And yeah, you were led to it. I I was definitely led to it. And um, we couldn't get financing at the time. It's just where we were in our lives. And I had a private investor say, hey, I'll give this to you um, for a very low interest rate um, so that you can pay me back. And. It was, it was seamless. And then we didn't even have a real estate agent. This man that I knew, he's, he was like, yeah, I think the people up the street, they might be willing to sell you their land, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So he gave me a list of like 14 properties that were not for sale. And spirit told me, um, it was supposed to be between like, um, 10 and 20 acres. It had to have a flat piece. It would be wooded and it had to have a natural source of running water. And out of all those places that he listed, only one fit the bill. Mm. And that was it. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And now I'm waiting for what's to come. Like I've been told, I've been showed these, shown these, um, and given blueprints even drawn for these eco pods that are supposed to be built there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of this waiting to see when, how, how it, how it comes, goes moving forward. And part of that is how we look at it, right? Like you could look at that and have anxiety over, well, how am I going to find this land? How do I need to start researching and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. But if you can just be at peace with this is coming to me and just wait for it. Okay. And, well, and I will up. say that I straight, I did go down that anxiety route. So I think, how could we not at first? So I was like, oh my gosh, I got to find this <laughs> land. It's supposed to be equidistant to Charlotte and the ski areas. And it's at the foothills of the North Carolina mountains. There's like a bazillion things on Zillow that look like that and that meet that description. And um, I remember, I think it was three years ago on Thanksgiving, and I said, I give up, spirits, I've done my best. I looked all over the place on the internet. I'm finding nothing. I give up. And then I went to sleep, and I did give up. And that night is when I had the dream that gave me the name, which is Morganton, North Carolina, and the dream was of my niece who had a shirt with Morganton huge on the front and Morganton huge on the back. And in the dream, my mom was there and I said, where's Morganton? And she says, you remember Morganton. It's beautiful. And then in the dream, I said, I do remember Morganton. It is beautiful. And then I woke up and it was morning on Thanksgiving. And then I was like, I wonder if there's a Morganton, North Carolina. So I Google it and I'm like, sure enough. Oh my God, it's at the foothills. It's equidistant to all the things. This is it. And so piece by piece, kind of miraculously is, is how I was led. But I did go to that place of anxiety first. <laughs> I think that's normal. I think that's our <laughs> but, to, but then also to get, say, I give up, lead me, guide me. Yeah. I'm not going to try so hard. Mm-hmm. What's meant for you? will be yours. Right. No Please let what. it be effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I like that. That's a good mantra. Mm. 
So what else have you been able to heal within yourself using your abilities or just on this path? I, I mean, I know you've gone through some hard times, but how have you used your intuition to kind of help you rely on that? And the reason I'm asking this is because um, someone listening might say, well, how could I use this for myself to, to get out of a hard time? That right. kind of thing. I feel like my using the power of my intuition helps lead me through the hard times. Right. So I don't think the hard times go away. I certainly face difficulties. Good God, 2019 was very, very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, in my marriage, just speaking personally, my marriage was really rough in 2019. And I was about to the point where I just wanted I definitely said I wanted to call it quits a couple times and I meant it. Um, but I came in and checked in with spirit and spirit told me, hang in there. This is a moment. This is a moment and it will get better. And it, it, um, I received messages about how to deal with my husband. It said basically that, uh, he and I are so different, right? So as sensitive and emotional as I am, he's the complete opposite, which Mm -hmm. drives me insane part of the time. Right. Um, but they were showing that it's like a yin and yang and that he compliments me and, I would just float off and never pay our bills or do anything. I would just be helping people. Mm -hmm. And they're like, he's the one who's paying the bills and making sure your power doesn't get cut off and keeping you afloat. afloat. (laughs) And so that gave me, that gave me a lot of hope and understanding to not just point out right. His flaws. Well, he's not sensitive and he's not empathetic. Um, and he can't understand me. He doesn't understand me, but it was going, okay, no, well maybe he doesn't, but we have to both work together and accept each other as we are. And so I feel like spirit helped me through that hard time to not give up, but to see kind of that light at the, at the end of the tunnel and change my skewed view that I had of the situation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's one of the that's just an example of one of the ways that intuition can help us through, through dark or hard times. Um, I had a, I had another thing. Another thing that's coming up is like lower energy, dark energy. We can have lower and or dark energy attachments. And this freaks a lot of people out when I tell them, but this summer I had a, I had a dark energy attached to me mm-hmm. and it was like, this sounds crazy when I say it out loud, but this really happened. It was messing with my head and I had all these like dark thoughts and I was seeing really horrible, like it was basically like we're watching some kind of God awful movie, murder movie every time I would close my eyes or be in my mind. And then just like bad thoughts. I mean like really dark thoughts, just like, Towards myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, and then I was getting crazy rage. So like with my kids, I had zero patience. I was just rage. My husband, I would just be like, I hate you. Like just seething at him all the time. Mm -hmm. And luckily I go to um, a therapist who's intuitive. And um, she told me after a trip I took this summer, she said, you have a, you have a hitchhiker. Mm. I was like, what? You have a hitchhiker. So I do all the stuff that I know how to do to try to get rid of it. It did not work. None of that stuff worked on this because it was like a big dark one. Mm-hmm. And so then after, um, I guess it was probably like six or eight weeks of this. And it was really awful. It was messing with my home life. I was acting like a horrible mom. It just like had taken me over. And um, I started seeing the number six three times in a row frequently. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my gosh. So, um, so I called a friend of mine, Cecilia, and I said, Cecilia, I'm seeing these horrible numbers and I know I have a hitchhiker, but I can't get rid of it. And she said, um, you know, I was freaked out by the numbers and I thought, oh, that's a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. And she said, the angels are sending you those numbers to give you a message to tell you there's a problem. And so I never thought of it in that way. Mm. Like, this is just telling me something's wrong. Yeah. right? Right. This is a sign. Something's wrong. You gotta change it. So, um... Through my intuition, I was led by spirit to go outside. They told me to get this giant rock, which I got. And I went out and I was ready to put the spirit into the rock. Mm -hmm. And so I started having this chanting that came out of me in like another language, some ancient language. And then I heard spirit say, ask the trees for help. 
And um, I said, this is going to sound weird, but saying yes to telling all of the truth. Say yes. I said, well, is there a tree around here who would like to come help me? And there's this giant fig tree. And I was like, I. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. So the fig <laughs> tree, tree, thank you, fig tree. So the fig tree comes and helps me. And I kid you not, Dana, it was really insane. I put it down. And I'm like, doing all this chanting that came through. And I start dry heaving, like, like it wasn't vomit, but it was like dry heaving. Mm -hmm. And then my face contorted and was hissing like an evil spirit. Like, I mean, oh my gosh. And then it went out of me through this like dry heaving. And I mean, I was like this on the ground, like tears and everything. I mean, it was just like. And then that the spirit came up and out. It did not want to let go. Mm-hmm. And then it went into the rock. Oh, and then I took a deep breath and I started doing chanting again. And, and the chant, what spirit was telling me is that I was saying in a different language, freedom. And all of the trees were freedom, freedom. And I have chills. I was free from that spirit. I became free. And I came home that evening and I looked at my husband and I was like, hey, honey. He was like, he was like who what? are you? Because <laughs> I'm like, I mean, like if he would touch me, he'd be like, don't touch me. I mean, I was just like really mean. And he was like, what happened? And I said, well, I had a demonic spirit attached to me and now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Dana knows my husband is an attorney and very um, into the, you know, he's not analytical really analytical, and, yeah. not big into the spirit world. I mean, he's getting there. Yeah. He's opening <laughs> Just up. like a normal dude. He's <laughs> like, what? And then he said, I believe it. He said, you were taken over by something evil. Mm-hmm. He said, and I could not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know, the, the, the dark thoughts were gone. The dark images were gone. I can't, my kids came up and I was like, hi, I missed you. Kissing them and giving them hugs. And I mean, the last six weeks, I'd be like, don't touch me. Just yeah, felt like a new person. Felt like a new person. So um, that's another way, right? Our intuition can make us aware, aware of what's happening, aware of what's going on. And yeah. then I was fortunate to have spirit lead me on how to get rid of it. Because all the stuff I'd learned and tried before, it it was like throwing water at it. Like it did yeah. nothing, you know? It's interesting you bring that story up because I interviewed someone in season one. And if anyone listening wants to go back, her name is Merritt Fisher. Mm-hmm. And she um, specializes in removing dark energy That's from amazing. people. And so she shared her story about how she got into it. And since my podcast aired, actually, she had a huge influx and has been Yay. overwhelmed. Um, she's Good. actually pulled back, though. Right. So... Uh, anyway, but you can listen to I know a lot of people out there have dark spirits attached. They do. Just saying. <laughs> Yours truly included. <laughs> yeah. But it is a real thing is why it I'm is saying that. Totally I mean, a real, it is totally a real thing. And yeah. people come to me and ask, do you do that? And the answer is no, please don't mm-hmm. come to me. Go to Merit. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't do that stuff. I don't mess with it. And it's not, I don't feel like I have the gift mm-hmm. to do that. I have the gift to be the messenger. Um, they're great at giving messages, but yeah, it takes a very special gift to be able to do Mm -hmm. that. And just like we were talking about earlier about we're all called to different things, right? So Merit's called her gift is to get rid of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And my gift is as the messenger, we all are gifted in different ways so that we may help one another in different ways, right? We can't, if you, if you, if you look at doctors, for instance, and specialists, you don't want to have all specialists be radiologists. No. Right. You don't want to have all everybody be specialists in one area, you know, in the same area. We can't help each other. Mm-hmm. We're all different and need to find and embrace our special gifts and place in this world. And I wholeheartedly believe that if a person is opening their heart, opening opening to the higher and greatest good for receiving that just like you, just like me will be led down their path to exactly the way they need to go. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think part of that is what's so important is not to compare to others. Yes. You know, so important, so important, especially with, um, the intuitive listening class, everyone's comparing themselves to me. Well, I'm not as good as you. I'm not receiving as much as you. And I'm like, 
damn girl, get it together, or guy. Like, you have your own special gifts. You have a ton of stuff I can't do, mm-hmm. okay? It's just about opening to them and um, kind of being brave to step out in that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, if, if you are in, if you know you're called to one certain area, not comparing within that area either because right. that radiologist is going to do his job in a totally different way than someone else. And so you bring your own light to whatever you do. No one is like you. No one can do anything that we do right the same way as someone else. So, yeah, that's been a lesson you've helped me learn too, for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think that also has to do with an attitude of abundance. I've been working yeah. a lot with abundance, which is the number 18, FYI. Um Having this attitude of abundance that there's enough pie for everyone. There's not a tiny little pie and we all have to fight for it and divide it up. I feel mm-hmm. like our te- our, um, our culture teaches yeah. that. Okay, we all got to fight for this little piece of pie. No, there's enough pie at the table for the whole freaking world. And there's abundance. Yeah. And we are stronger when we realize that and we can support one another. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like that's one of the biggest things that's missing for in our culture, but also for women in healing, is that we can become so competitive and catty and comparing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times our views are skewed anyway. It's not even realistic. But I think if we can adopt this view of abundance, then we can see, hey, there's enough for me. There's enough for you. Yeah. There's enough for everybody. How can I support you in your journey? Yeah. Amen. I love that. Right on. Exactly right (laughs) on. I love it. That's perfect. (laughs) Rachel, this has been really amazing. I know we're running down on our time, but I want to give you a chance. If there's anything that I didn't touch on that you feel led to to bring up or to talk about, I just want to give you a chance for that. If you feel like we've covered everything, then that's great. <laughs> All right. I would say that I would check in with Spirit and see if there are messages for okay. you or for the viewers. Okay. Okay. So that's great. Spirits of light, spirits of love, I ask that you come through in the highest and greatest good for anyone who may be listening or who may listen to this in the future. Please be clear with your messages and help me deliver them in a loving and kind way. It has come upon you then. The time to begin your journey anew. Yes, it is a new beginning. And you will spiral through this journey called life. You will walk your path supported. Understand you are supported by those great forces of light. There is abundance around and within you. Your needs will be met. If you will but say yes to the great divine, then we will lead you. We will guide you step by step. Your faith will deepen. Your trust will grow. You will meet others along the path you may call sister and brother. Your path is unique. You are not worthy No. You were chosen because of who you are to walk this path. 
You do not walk this path because of your worth. You walk this path because of the love that is in your heart. Choose the light, my child, and you will forever be guided. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. That was beautiful. Such a message of hope and encouragement. Mm. So thank you for that. What I was seeing um, during the message was I saw this like spiral going down and it was that each person, it's like their life journey comes and walks their own um, spiral and then what I saw is that the person walking on the spiral feels so alone. And then all of a sudden, it was like the lights were switched on. And there were tons of light beings around that person. Mm -hmm. There with them every single step of the way. Loving them, encouraging them. And opening their heart and opening to their intuition was turning on the lights. Mm -hmm. So that they may see. And it was at the end saying, right, we're not in this life because of how worthy we are. I love that. Mm -hmm. We're in this life because of the love in our hearts. And if we will but choose to open to the light and to this divine plan, that we will be guided, held, and embraced along the way. Yeah. So I encourage anyone listening right now to... Perhaps set the intention to open your heart and open to the light that you may hear, feel, sense the whispers of the divine that lives within you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel. This has been beautiful. It truly has. Thank you for shining your light. <laughs> Where can listeners find you if they're interested in learning more about what you do? Mm -hmm. So my website is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Hope, H-O-P-E, Medium at, no, right? No, that's my, oh, my email, rachelhopemedium at gmail.com. Or even better is my website. After I, after I receive messages, I'm not. That's okay. I'm not fully <laughs> back. Right. Um, www.rachelhopemedium.com is where you can find me. And um, the course that I teach is Intuitive Listening. Spirit has guided me to make more videos this year, so hopefully those will be coming out if I say yes, which I'm planning to do. So awesome. um, I'm planning to do, or been told by Spirit to do some teaching videos of the things that I believe and how to harness one's own intuition to help them on the path. Awesome. Well, I have a feeling some listeners will probably want to jump in and get a piece of you. So <laughs> I think that's amazing. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you so much. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at athenarisingpodcast.com or at athenarisingpodcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.